Hi, my name is Diminger, and you're listening to WKDU Philadelphia 91.7 FM. Welcome to Genre Therapy, the safe space for all musicians to navigate the stories behind their songs and shine a light on parts of their music we might have missed. In this episode, we take a journey with Diminger into his song Dedication, featuring Orosaurus and Malik Elijah. Dedication is the sixth track on his album Cyclothymia, a project that explores the highs and lows of being an artist. So the album itself is kind of like in my head of like a bipolar artist because I think all artists are bipolar in nature. Um, So I was basically just looking up synonyms of bipolar and cyclothymia came up and I thought it was perfect because it's like a mild form of bipolar disorder where you have constant mood swings. And so that's what the whole album is about is like being super hyped as an artist and then wanting to completely give up all within one day, which I go through every day as an artist. I wanted to try and write everything on guitar and not do really anything electronic except for like maybe little things here and there. Um, And so of course this song is the most electronic. It's almost a straight up trap beat. Uh, But I was like, I came up with the chord progression on guitar and then I converted it to piano. And then I was trying to come up with like, okay, now how can I play the chord progression? That was it. And I was like, oh, maybe this will just be like an interlude to something else. And then I decided to actually start working on an EP and I came back to this. And I don't really know how it happened. All of a sudden it turns into just like a straight up electronic intro, which I was not planning at all on uh, this project. It was like all guitar, drums, bass. Like if you listen to the rest of the project, pretty much everything's written on guitar, live drums, which the ending of this song does have that. But yeah, it's kind of interesting how this came about. So that, that's a cello, which I basically found a really good uh, symphonic sample pack that has, I had one before that the violins were pretty garbage, whereas this one actually had really good, uh, you know, different syncopations and lengths of people holding out notes. So there's a lot of that in this that I had to, I actually had to work way more. But yeah, I love to blend, you know, there's, you got that 
synth arpeggiator that's a pretty weird uh, syncopation. Then you just got some nice chords. Then you got that cello doing stuff. Then you got some violins drawing out the notes. And that's all stuff that you might not even hear, <laughs> like underneath the beat and the vocals and the main piano. So that's, I kind of, I just love building that. And that's why I've always loved the idea of actually creating orchestral movements because that's kind of like, I just love doing that. Um, and I feel like that could work well someday as a full piece. Cause I, and I also, you know, you might hear some super weird chord changes in there that are unexpected. And that's all I, I love to do that too. Just, you can do anything. That's the beauty of music. You can literally do it, whatever you want, as long as it works. If you make it work, go for it. I don't really, I think I just literally just sat down and we just started playing that. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And then like, it, there, there wasn't a lot of like work, like some of the other songs, I would literally spend months playing around the court and coming up with the chord progressions and things. This one was like pretty quick. And I was like, oh, this is a great feel. And then once you bring everything else, then it's like, okay, how can I actually make this a little more interesting? yeah i'm not crazy <laughs> like he's when he talks about like melodies and what chords can play with what melodies it's just like what he's like then you can play this 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 and you're like it's like blowing people's minds like oh i guess you're right like you don't have to just play these specific chords to go along with this melody you can do whatever you want you have to make it work obviously and we've all heard songs where like whoa what is that chord and it's like that is not sounding right because it's it's all about like you know, everybody in their head has like the idea of like where the chord's gonna go, just because we've all been listening to pop music in any sense, like whether it's like orchestral, you know, pop orchestra, pop rock, whatever. We, we have like those ideas of chord progressions because it's just like in our head. It's like, what is it, resolution? We all desire that resolution. So once you start changing that resolution, things can get really interesting and some people get uncomfortable and some people love it. And so again, Jacob Collier is a reference. A lot of people get super uncomfortable <laughs> listening to his music. And so I understand that. He's definitely, he takes it to a whole other level. So all of a sudden it just turns into a straight up like trap beat. Um, I think, again, I was just, I had that piano and then I just was like, I heard the beat and I was like, oh, this actually is kind of dope. And then it is the second to last song in the album. So I was like, I guess it, it would be kind of cool to just all of a sudden, here's this like super electronic part.
Yeah. Well, it's interesting because then later in the song, you go back to acoustic drums. Yes. And that was, a, I guess that was a conscious choice. Yeah. To, to bring it in. I, uh, I have a horrible drum set and have to swap out like the kick. I just do a MIDI swap. I convert the, the MIDI, I convert the microphone that's in the kick drum to MIDI. Sometimes I have to go in and like add a couple hits or fix it and then just swap that out with a, with a kick drum. And then the snare, in the past I would do that with the snare, but actually this snare was sounding great. I think I put a different mic on it and then my friend that's a, knows all about microphones and whatnot was like, oh, that's actually a really good microphone. And I had no clue. It's just some old microphone I've always had. Couldn't tell you what it is, but he recognized it immediately. Yeah, this thing's wild. This is how I play bass too. Every time, actually this whole album was like, I'd play the bass and I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna do that later. I'd come back to it, I'm like, let's go. I'm just leaving it. Cause it's just very, the way I do everything is very improvised. Like if you follow Nights from Radio, my radio show, like I do everything live, I mix live. I don't pre-prepare the playlists. I like, even when I have a guest mix that I'm mixing, I don't listen to the music. I'm like, let's go. Cause it wakes, it just makes everything more interesting for me and fun. So I also bring that element into recording and I, I've had compliments in the past for like, oh, it feels like even though you're making electronic music, it feels very like real. And I'm like, yeah, it's because like I'm playing real things. I'm not just like automating and programming things. I'm playing them. And so a lot of times with bass, the way I play bass guitar, it works really well because it's just like very like free and loose. Either the bass will be simple and the chords will be complex. So I always have to try to, I try to balance that for sure. Cause you don't want to do anything too crazy. I'm not like a math rock person that can be doing all of these crazy things. So I kind of like choose like, where do I want my craziness to be? And a lot of times it is the bass. Cause it's just fun. How I come at every bass line is like, I'm not going to just play the root notes and call it a day. So it's always like, okay, what, how can I, you know, make it feel a little bit more interesting. So when you bring those together, it definitely doesn't feel just like playing a, each chord down a scale. Um, and then it's just fun and it's totally messy and I like it. With this whole project, anyone I collaborated with, I was just like, here's a song, do what you want. I didn't have any notes for anyone. I was like, great, perfect. Everyone did a great job. And I was like, I'm not gonna like have somebody spend hours on a vocal part and be like, nah, change this, change this. And like, no, I want you to collaborate because I want you to collaborate. It's, this is for you. It's not like for me to get exactly what I wanted because I don't even know what I want. <laughs> just to send people things and get it back and just be like, perfect. <laughs> take time, takes time sometimes. Take time sometimes, yeah. Take time, get to wait, appreciate, realize, meditate. These were the first vocals. I didn't have any vocals yet. Um, so I think 
yeah, so I had sent an email to Arswan and to, um, or sorry, Arasaris. Start over. I had sent an email to Arasaris and Malik Elijah explaining that this would be a very positive song, just based on the, the whole vibe of the music. I was like, okay, this feels like a very positive song. So we're going to sing about um, holding on and like, like what's the happiest you've been as an artist. So Arswan sent me back these vocals about kind of like taking time and like, you're going to like, you're going to make it. I've loved Malik Elijah. I interviewed him on an old podcast of mine. Uh, So I I really wanted to get him involved. He just put out a new project that's great. And so he just kind of sent me these like fairly simple vocals. Like he's not really doing that much, but it's just very powerful when you add it with the building tension, like you were saying, of all the different orchestral elements and the chord progression. Nothing really matters as long as I got my heart. Nothing really matters as long as I keep the heart. Pray to God that I always finish what I start. What a heart. What a love. With the dedication and trust. When I'm talking to so It's pretty straightforward. Like, he's an amazing rapper and singer. Uh, and he can, he has an amazing flow. But this is why you work with, this is why you collaborate with people. Because he came up with this. I wouldn't have come up with this. I had no idea what to do here, and I think he killed it, and a lot of people really liked this song. And I think a lot of it has to do with him as well. Like, I think his vocals here are great. And again, it's a very uplifting song. I think it's a positive song overall. Working hard every day, close my eyes, meditate. Cause you ain't gonna stop me, you ain't gonna change me Cause I'm trying to figure it out, I won't let nobody hold me down I've wasted so much of my fucking time Yeah, I really liked that walk up and holding that high note with the chords underneath it was kind of eerie and nice And also like the laziness of those vocals felt really nice to me with the the kind of the more trap beat so i just had randomly sang that and i was like oh i guess i will do vocals because <laughs> i wasn't planning on doing vocals on this song at all um but i just had after r swan sent oh gosh, i keep saying his twitch name after rsrs sent his vocals then i just kind of came up with like okay let's we're working on working on the project no one's gonna stop me because that's kind of the whole idea of this song. It's like, nothing's gonna keep me back. You know, life, you know, as an artist, it's hard. We have our downs, maybe we don't get the support we want. People don't stick around, but like, we're gonna just keep going and we're gonna make it. And so that's that's this song. Um, in the context of the album, uh, no other song is really like that. And that's why I love the last song so much. So if, if anybody wants to listen to this full project, listen through it all the way to the last line because I think it's one of the most depressing things I've ever heard in my life when you listen to this song (laughs) and then you end the album and it's just like, oh my God. Robbie, turn that off, turn that off. What if I keep telling you about turning all this music up? We're down here trying to watch TV, man. Come on. That was definitely later. I think I had wanted to involve Pyrex the Enigma, but I already had all the features finished. And so then I had the idea of doing that skit. And then I knew that he would like do it really well. Cause like he's, I like his voice. 
the way he talks too, like he's definitely very like he's funny and he can be like kind of sassy a little bit, same as me. So I was like, oh, I bet he's going to like crush this. And he did. And I was like, in the email, I was like, I hope you haven't experienced this, but here's the idea. And he's like, oh, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm like, I'm, so, I'm sad that you do know, but perfect. Because <laughs> that's the idea, is it? Not getting support. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really powerful moment. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I tried, the, the idea is like, how, how can I sound design this to make it sound as real as possible? I think you texted me. I think you said one of your friends was like, is this real? Like, what's happening? Like, this sounds like a real thing. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> so good, good sound design overall. And now here's Dedication featuring Pyrex the Enigma, Orosaurus, and Malik Elijah in its entirety.
Dedication was written by Robert Ritter, performed by Diamonger, Orosaurus, Malik Elijah, and Pyrex the Enigma. The album Cyclothymia was mastered by 92 Elm, with cover art design by Lucy Clemenko. Links to Dedication, music videos from Cyclothymia, and the rest of Diamonger's work are in the episode notes on our website, genretherapy.org. Genre Therapy is hosted and produced by Ben Shannerman for WKDU Philadelphia 91.7 FM, a non-commercial, student-run, free-format radio station. To listen to more original shows, you can stream on our website, wkdu.org, and Philadelphia listeners can tune in at 91.7 FM. To support local non-commercial radio, consider making a donation on our website. An archive of previous Genre Therapy episodes is available on genretherapy.org. Thank you for listening.